I'm Orla McGillis. And I'm Ricardo Deacon. And you're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. Welcome to the Recommendation Game, Film of the Week podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other has not seen, we watch it and then we meet to discuss it. This week's film, we've finally gone back in time, <laughs> more than three years. Uh, this week's film is Mr. Smith Goes to Washington from 1939, directed by Frank Capra, produced by Frank Capra, screenplay by Sidney Bookman, and... Uncredited Miles <laughs> And the uncredited contributor to script construction and dialogue is Miles Connolly. Here you, you got your shout out, Miles. Uh, story by Lewis Orr Foster, the gentleman from Montana. So it is actually Montana because they never actually say yeah. where he's from. Which is an unpublished story as well, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. Starring Jean Arthur, James Stewart, Claude Rains, and Edward Arnold. Music by Dimitri Tominkin, cinematography by Joseph Walker, and edited by Gene Havlick and Al Clark. Not a woman inside. <laughs> well, Whoa. besides uh, Gene well, Arthur. Well, Gene Arthur gets top billing yeah. there, so I suppose this was like what Jimmy Stewart's like. For his like yeah, big name and he role. looks at holy shit, he's young in this. <clears throat> and the synopsis is. When an idealistic young Jefferson Smith winds up appointed to the United States Senate, he gains the mentorship of Senator Joseph Payne. However, Payne isn't as noble as his reputation would indicate, and he becomes involved in a scheme to discredit Smith, who wants to build a, who wants to build a boys' campsite where a more lucrative project could go. Determined to stand up against Payne and his corrupt peers, Smith takes the case. <laughs> Smith takes his case to the Senate floor. Dun, dun, dun. That was serviceable i suppose <laughs> not not flourish fold i would say uh this week's film was picked by ricardo and our second outing with uh mr, mr. capra mr capra um, from my picks yeah <laughs> well uh so ricardo why did you pick this movie well like uh because i love it like it is a a film that i always loved it was like the kind of movie that as well it permeates through american cinema history and um has so much influential uh, shadow amongst so much of what came after it. Like much of Capra's work, if you look at It's a Wonderful Life, this, and of course, It Happened One Night, that is like the first, mm. the proto-romantic comedy. Like he was truly a man ahead of his time in the way of construction of story and filmmaking. Uh, like this is also not only the way that of like political films but also like many kind of like courtroom dramas draw from the mm. the structure <laughs> yeah, of this movie of there's something very courtroom the, the yeah. fact that like just the way that the whole they set up the senate yeah that it's like uh, the prosecutorial in a way the, the the way of like evidence and having opinion to put your based. case forward yeah. yeah and there's a reason i think as well that is a uh, uh like an unintended example of why so many lawyers go into uh, politics because of the the nature the nature of, of the like Senate having itself, to present yeah. your argument and etc. Um, I think also like Jimmy Stewart's performance is unbelievable and it's truly a star making performance. Like uh, there's a reason why he became the Jimmy Stewart because of this movie and it is very much the the proto so kind young. of Jimmy Stewart performance as well. <laughs> mm. That it's like everything almost is played of this performance that when he's playing to type this is the type yeah and when he's playing against type is like when you see vertigo it's like is that mr smith is that <laughs> jefferson smith you know like uh, or even something like uh uh rear window the mm. 
it's like somewhere between vertigo and this I suppose. yeah but yeah. it's also like oh it's like an older jefferson smith after the life has beaten him down because he was an idealistic character in his youth in yeah. rear window so i think that it's interesting as well how how his career progressed and it's always interesting i find to see the the first instance of, of something like that you know the the birth moment mm. of like uh, a star persona in a way uh, also uh, thought that'd be interesting to watch considering the current uh yeah i was thinking climate. last night i was like it's hilarious that we're watching this in the middle of a government shutdown <laughs> well like uh, i was uh i was expecting the shutdown to happen and knowing mm. that we were gonna record this week oh, you I, did was actually, kinda like, was, I, I, I was yeah. wondering if because i've been waiting for ages to pick it yeah and then when uh, i was thinking of uh, what to pick for this week uh like of course the the episode is gonna come out like way ahead all uh, going well we will no longer be in shutdown but uh, like uh, we <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the united states uh also picked it because um you really like to happen one night and i also know that you're a big fan of like the west wing and stuff and you can really see where aaron sorkin got his ideas because it's like even if you see the, like the american president and stuff it's really mm-hmm. even the way of dialogue and how the story is constructed but also the the way that again like what i mentioned about capra in it happened one night that he's often accused for being glib and really like sentimental but i think that like yes his characters are sentimentals but his films are not and i think it's a very different thing to be you know that like his characters are idealistic but they live in a fucked up world the same like if you watch fucking uh uh, um, it's a wonderful life it's about a guy that wants to commit suicide mm. it's just the ending that is really like kind of sweet and like rewarding but it's somebody that goes into I don't know if in that though that he the character is sentimental yeah like he is he started sentimental he's like mm. the idea of like traveling the world and also that he stays back because of like the building and loan and everything it's just like somebody that was sentimental because life kicked the shit out of him he mm. just sees the what ifs rather than the reality you know and also because it's like post-war etc but also like uh, in this movie it's like the opposite that is like you're in the complete most cynical environment and corrupt environment that you can live in and you're like this kind of naive and emotional and person that quotes george washington <laughs> etc and i think that the movie uh, is a movie of its time but I think that it hasn't aged badly at all because, uh, the, uh, for one, its heart is in the, the right place, but also what it says about government and institutions. I think it is, in a way, they even the, the ending is kind of open-ended as well, that you don't really know what's going to happen after the filibuster ends. And I mm. also think that it's like the, the last 30 minutes of the movie is like pure tour de force filmmaking and acting from Jimmy Stewart. And... I think also that the movie has a very uh, strong female character lead that wasn't necessarily the case at the time. Oh, to she's have. great. Yeah. And also she's the brains of the operation, that she's not just a moral entity that like Jefferson Smith can't do anything without her. Yeah. And even like to point him to the page. Lit- to, yeah, literally, to go. like throughout the entirety of the end scene, it's as much her scene as it is his because she's directing him. And I think that also make shows the argument of like in the way of 
that we say I don't know if it was completely intentional, but knowing Capra as well, the idea that he actually appreciated women for being equals to men, and his movies uh, usually depict that as well. The like even the courtship in It's a Wonderful Life, it's very much two equals in a way like that the female characters are usually stronger than the male characters mm, but yeah particularly in this i think yeah uh in happen one night as well it's just that she's naive in happen one night but she's equally strong to clark gable's uh, character mm. and um that like also like is an interesting thing looking back on it like whatever 80 years later the uh that the Senate is completely comprised of white men and you see like this mm-hmm. woman that knows more than all of them uh, should be there and she was just frustrated that as an assistant to the previous to uh, Smith's predecessor before he gets appointed in the, the special election or whatever the he uh that she was just frustrated it wasn't a special election though <laughs> sorry appo- uh, just special appointment sorry yeah that like uh, she was frustrated because uh, it was so uh meaningless the work that that senator was doing mm. it wasn't that she's like the i'm junior, tired the working hard from montana <clears throat> so uh i think all those things and i also thought that like uh, there'll be a lot to talk about and i think that the performances from top to the bottom are great i like fucking claude rains never is a bad thing in the movie like uh <laughs> which one's claude claude rain is uh the fucking uh uh, Joseph Payne, the oh, senator, okay. that, thinking, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, who's also like one of those actors. He had a great pair of glasses. He worked those glasses well. Yeah, like in the, his range as an actor, he was like one of those character actors that, like, he's the corrupt uh, policeman in Casablanca as well. Oh. Like, oh, this is the oh, beginning okay. of a very beautiful friendship. Yeah. Like, that's Claude oh, Rains. Oh my God, I didn't realize like, that was And you game. never recognize it because he, oh. like, he's that kind of chameleon kind of actor that puts, like, different hair in between and yeah. stuff. But also because he induced characters with such great personality and past and, like... Uh, depth uh, as an actor the mm. like you, you really never get see... how worn out he is in yeah. this and that it's he, he like he would have given up earlier if not heavy had he not been like a was it puss <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that <laughs> can, you know, basically pushing him into like going through with it now you can see almost like how dejected he is in in going through with his like evil plan so yeah, um, uh, without further ado, uh, I just want to know what you thought of the movie and then um, we discuss it as usual. <laughs> <laughs> like every week. Well, it's slightly nervous because it's like one of those movies that I love and I was watching it going like, oh, fuck, I love this movie, you know? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh- oh, no. No. Okay, I'm walking out. Oh, this okay. is the end. This is the end. Um, okay. okay. Oh, I had a very, no. very conflicted time with this film. I was not expecting that whatsoever. Because, like, I put this on yesterday evening and I was, like, so excited to, like, like put it on. I was like, yeah, you know, and, like, uh, I, like, you know, I like I bought it on iTunes because I was like, I want to get, like, the really good crystal clear copy of it. And, um,. Yeah, I like I went in expecting to love this because we watched it happen one night and obviously like it's brilliant. Um, you know, I'm kinda of getting a little bit of handle on, on Frank Capra and and obviously like the theme of it and everything and like, you know, I was like, I like Jimmy Stewart and blah blah blah. And halfway through it you know, because 
it's a long film. I realized, I was sitting there and I was like, I'm not enjoying this. And I sat there and I went, not, not like, oh, I hate this. But like, I was just like, I am not being carried along by this film. And I don't understand why. So I, I sat there and I was like trying to work out exactly what was wrong. And I was like, okay, is it that this is, it's like, it's too much Capra. You know what I mean? Like that, the very, like the, and like we are saying about the sentimentality and everything. And uh, like just, just too much that it's too long. There's, you know, like I stand by that. I think it is too long. But I realized that my biggest problem with this movie is Jimmy Stewart. Oh my God. He just, he irritated the shit out of me. Like, I felt, I feel like so, like, sacrilegious. I felt so, like, I feel sacrilegious saying this now, but like, and I was like, no, no, you know, maybe I'm just tired or in a bad mood. And I was sitting there and I was like, no, no, I just, I hate him. I hate his character. He's just, he's this, and the whole, and it's like, I know the whole point of like, this supposed to be that it's like, oh, he's this bumbling character and he's like this naive character, or whatever, but like, he was just so annoying. And like, every time he went off and did something and they made fun of him, I was just like, Oh, I'm not surprised. Why did he fuck off for five hours? He's so annoying. And like whenever they're trying to write the bill and like. He just really, really, really irritated me. And like whenever they go first go into the Senate and he's just sitting there and he's like, you know, my God, the desk and everything. And like all I wanted was like Elizabeth Warren to turn up and hit him in the face. Because I was like, you're just so irritating. You're this like man child who can't control anything any of his emotions and like it's not even that it's just you know that he is naive and and like you know the the principles that he stands for and like it's just it's so heightened and I was like I was like oh god oh god am I too cynical for this movie and I was like oh my god am I broken am I broken as a person and then I started thinking you might just be and then I started (laughs) started thinking no because I think that's part of it and I think that because this is politics it has a slight little sort of there's a little bit of that in this but I think part because I kept then thinking back to It's a Wonderful Life and how much I love that movie and why and I think like like that that film has like a, a like a lightness but a, a like a secret depth going along all the time when the movie constantly carries you along and its characters although in their way earnest and sentimental are or they're wily they're they're they have spunk they have they're you know believable they're they're like you know like silly versions of real people but they're they're and like i completely believed in in those characters and like willed every action that they had and and like you know every single line was like just perfect and crisp and the whole thing just like went long and long and long and long and then afterwards it wasn't a confection it felt like you know, I really felt something for the characters and the theme of what he was trying to say. And in this, I was constantly like blocked from feeling what he wanted me to feel by like just the sheer like hugeness of this Jimmy Stewart like waving around. And I was just like, ah! (laughs) It just, it made the whole thing feel so, like it felt bloated. And I feel like the way that um 
like it happened one night and the fact like you know it, there there are like it's like sentimental and and like you know not not schmaltzy is not the right word because that that sounds negative and so does sentimental and i don't think that sentimentality is a bad thing at all and we talked about this now we were talking about it happened one night and um or even in relation to something like it's a wonderful life as well and like that's another massive jimmy Stewart performance but he did not annoy me in that and i don't i kept thinking about it and i was like why and i think that they have a similar tone because it's 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 all it's all like the good natured and the humor, but the, the the darkness underneath of like all like those three films, like the three of those that of his that I've seen, and um, well, like but, Edward Arnold is also the villain of It's a Wonderful Life, the the guy that plays Taylor in this. Oh yeah, like he's a Mister whatever. Yeah. The... There's a lot of uh, you know he returns to the same similar characters and similar themes all the time, but I think that he, it works in those films because those films like every scene felt like felt necessary and just the right length and it felt they, they felt masterful in a way that this really didn't and like I do want to talk about the things that I liked because I think that they're they're relevant particularly in talking about Jimmy Stewart's character and I think like the thing that saved this 110% for me is um just Jean Arthur yeah her character her performance um, her reaction, even her interactions with Jimmy Stewart and uh, all her relationships with everybody in the movie, like, she is fantastic. She's, like, it's, like, <laughs> to the point of which the sections that she's not in, because obviously she disappears every so often for, you know, because it's obviously, you know, Jimmy Stewart is the main character. Um, I missed her. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, she just, she grounds this movie and she get, like has a like a, a weight and um this she has the same kind of like sparkiness that um but she made me think of um uh in his girl friday um what's that uh rosalind russell like her character that like that's what her character in that movie should have been because i'm not a big massive fan of that movie and i was quite disappointed whenever i finally got around to watching it um and that's her character that's what she should have been in in the in that movie um and i think it is like it, it's I think because part of it is like her kind of um, being beaten down by Washington, but like her underlying like belief and passion and energy and like spirit for like, you know, creating change and, and everything is like her journey to having that reawakened by Jimmy Stewart's character. I completely believed in that, like in a way that I did not believe in his crushing by Oh, you know all the the evils of Washington and all these like you know uh, like the villains or whatever like I I just uh, she was so believable and um, Payne was so believable and he just uh... you wait like you didn't even like the the actual filibuster the 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 uh, when that's, he that's like that's I I like that more than the rest of it that's probably like that that's a really well constructed scene she's fabulous like the like it's like it's his he gets in his funny like it's funny it's 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 like it's heartbreaking it's you know it's it's everything i wanted the entire movie to be but at that point i was so like like sad and distracted by him that i couldn't really get into it um i think it is great but I felt distanced from it because yeah. at that point I was just like I don't care if he wins you know what I mean like I cared because I liked her and like the fact that it keeps going back to her and even like the guy who plays like the president and stuff and, and yeah then obviously Payne gets this big dramatic thing and stuff and like I cared about that and 
Oh, the guy the, that plays the the president of the Senate is amazing. Oh, he's fantastic. He's he was really and like the swearing in and like you know everything about that I loved except Jimmy Stewart. And then like even sort of like the the actual like politics politics of this and like even like her a description of like oh, like the life and death of a bill. You know what I mean? I loved all that. Like I loved all the the, the like the workings of the Senate and and in like totally seeing within so much of the dialogue definitely the Aaron Sorkin thing like oh my god I remember you saying that at some point Aaron Sorkin and I got it like a good bit in um it happened one night but so much more in this it's hilarious um it's the same it's the quick 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 um dialogue and, and like the humor and and the grandiose kind of uh ideals as uh, yeah well. yeah and like I mean it's someone like Aaron Sorkin, like Frank Capra, can get away with this kind of thing. But I mean, anyone else tries to make yeah, these like movies. Yeah, like West Wing or... is pretty much Mr. Smith goes to yeah, Washington, like the TV it's, show. It's like... ridiculous. Like it, it is a ridiculous show, and then like so much so that like well, I haven't watched it for a while, and then I throw on an episode, and I'm like, oh, and then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, you know, because it draws you in just by like it, the sheer weight of it, and like the characters and, and the passion of it, and and but all I could think as I watched him was like Tom Hanks and Big. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like strange and vandalized. Wait, now you're like, criticizing Tom Hanks and Big or are you saying that? No, not no, because I don't like dislike that, like that movie or that performance, but it's, it's what? not right here. <laughs> you know what okay, I mean? For a second there, I thought that you had no. lost completely the no, plot Tom, there. God, no, Tom Hanks forever. Whoa! No, it's it's just that it's hasn't done anything as good as the Burbs. It's, <laughs> it's the it's just it's uh, I I don't know I, I I could not fit with that character at all and I'm very sad. I I'm sad. I was I'm sad when it ended. I have never like have had like a balloon burst as like just sadly as that did last night and i was like oh. i don't even know how to process this Look, I, ha- like... I had to put on love it or leave it it was the only thing that could cheer me up again like I... <laughs> uh, uh, i'm really sorry for uh, all the time that you've been here talking i had to i knew i was sitting on this horrible information i was like is this gonna be worse than a fucking it's all that lovely war Oh no, because it's a well a lovely war. I kind of expected it, but this <laughs> a dagger through my heart, Orla. I'm so sorry. You know what I feel right now? I feel like I'm in the middle of a Tom Waits song. That's <laughs> what I feel like. Like fucking, I don't know what to do with my That's life sad, anymore. That's sad, but poignant. <clears throat> I don't know what to do with my life anymore. Uh, but I'll try to like. I wasn't expecting an argument, so I'll try to fucking make the case for Mr. Smith goes to Washington, bro. <sighs> I yeah. don't think that it's something that meets my my case to prove itself, the movie itself. Uh, but, like, first of all, I think that the, the length, most of the length that, like, usually you wouldn't have nowadays is the actual depiction of the Indian workings of the Senate uh, to the extent that there's a lot and a lot of... Um, whatchamacallit of setup and a setup and uh, people explaining how the senate works to the extent that nowadays would never take place because it's kind of common knowledge within the the, the audience to understand how yeah, politics kind of work more politically literate <laughs> yeah that this movie kind of has to do the heavy lifting for the audience but i think that also the attention to detail on that side is incredible even like how the 
the the people witnessing the, oh yeah the i love little kid pointing yeah. out everything that like i i love there there's many things in this world that i love but I love streetwise streetwise kids from the thirties. I like one of my favorite. Oh my god, your man's yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh my god, like that dinner, and he's just like, "Oh, you all have an opinion now, don't you?" And they're like, "No, Dad, you gotta pick this guy. He's the best." Jefferson Smith. It's like one of the kids sounds like he's from Chicago, the other from like New York, whatever. And they only have like four teeth between like the six of them. Yeah, like, like they look Through like malnutrition, not like. All of them look like newsies. Like that. <laughs> I was like, are you like a sort of successful political guy? Like, um, shouldn't you be on like a slightly more money to be able to like sustain your children? Also, like, uh, I think that the uh, Jimmy Stewart character, in a way, it's um, it is kind of childlike, but I think, uh, like, I think he's meant to be kind of nineteen, twenty, twenty-two, kind of in the the movie. It's never alluded to, mm. but uh, like exact age. But uh, that he is extremely young for the the position, and I think that that is even the the way that the camera is set up because Capra is a good filmmaker. Um, they like the way that they age Claude Rains as well to make the the gap between the Soon, two even bigger. Yeah. So I don't like and, Jimmy Stewart wasn't that yeah. young, like yeah, like it, but it's the same like the. Like it's Hollywood at that time. The and it's one wonderful life. Fucking Jimmy Stewart, which like came out. That movie came out like fucking ten years after this. He's playing in the beginning of the movie himself as a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> so like, yes. uh, it was uh, more than ten years away from seventeen. So I think that the 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 child thing is that maybe I was able to get over it because I was seeing him as somebody extremely young, even though in the way when he's presented that uh, he's like. Oh, but he's like a twelve-year-old. He's not like a twenty-year-old. But at the same time, it's like I, when my like, if I was taken to like the place where they made fucking Lawrence of Arabia or something, stay in the same studio, I would be equally giddy as he is. When somebody, like, I think that if your entire life is based on that, and you unexpectedly, without working through towards it, are put into that position, you're completely so shaken by it that like the, you, you don't have that kind punching of... everybody oh my god that sequence yeah. is like fucking hilarious yeah because it's because so, i like... was like is this a dream or something it's just oh my god it's fucking brilliant. and as well like considering that it's montana in fucking 30s that the movie takes place in is that like the there's a huge difference as well what city living and country living was in america at that time like that you were even if you were well educated or whatever and run like a newspaper or whatever, you know? Oh yeah, you like never the, went to big cities. You yeah. literally never left your town, never mind your state. Yeah, the yeah. and also that you were that kind of small town person that you don't know how to deal with like a big city because like even in the five hours I was like expecting the same thing that when uh i was expecting like coming from a small town to dublin which is not even a big city that you don't expect having like an hour travel between two places yeah it's kind of weird for you so when he he disappears for five hours he probably just thought that everything is like right next to each other you know the you you go to the capital you go here you go to the senate there you go that's the the walk done but also that he doesn't understand the, the the idea of a time schedule because it's like if you had your own business as he did like that he's just like head of the camp or whatever he doesn't have like oh you have to be in work at nine o'clock you have to be here you have to be there for him like he just gets out of his front door at home 
fucking <laughs> wanders around for like an entire day comes back does his bits and bobs as long as w- whatever is done is done by the end of the day that's it you know like he mm. works from home and stuff so like i think that that came across that i i liked i do think that like is intentional that he's kind of like annoying and kind of like over the top in a way to make yourself kind of side with like the report like when he's kind of taking like making the poses like the indian chief position or whatever (laughs) the song about those headlines yeah oh they were all like fucking on like uh, holding his nose is like stink uh, clearing the stink in washington first for sniff of of washington uh, (laughs) So it's, and I, I think that it is to a certain degree uh, to put you in a position to think that he's completely incompetent as well, and even like to yeah, but <laughs> because that's the reason no, that but he. Like I, was, I was watching it. I was like, obviously he's he's not as you know like he he you know he works with kids. He has like you know like he has a a job where he's able to like inspire these children yeah. and they all love him because like he's he's a great teacher. It's not completely. Yeah, but on practical things in the sense of, like, making fire or building a tent or, like, the ideals of, like, our forefathers, their forefathers or whatever the fuck, but not in the complexities of modern government or whatever, like, that he takes... Yeah, but he still doesn't conquer that. Like, he does it through, like, emotion rather than, like, Yeah, and I I like that. That's why I like that he does... That he needs Jean Arthur to give him the, the... the, the weapons, the, yeah. like uh, she gives him the sword that he can swing. Yeah, uh, he already has the passion. Yeah, but if you're just waving passion around, you're not gonna get anywhere. So like, how she coaches him to 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 like, and they use that word that like you're being coached, you know, into yeah. into being in that position. And I think that it's great for like their dynamic as characters. Like he's not as dumb as he is portrayed kind of like that he is completely naive and an understanding to the level that his dad wasn't and i think also that the film makes a point that to point out how he became kind of a mommy's boy after his dad passed away because he was murdered so almost as she like i think it's unsaid but almost like his character was protected in a way Oh yeah, to yeah. to that, the yes. the the world that it's outside. <laughs> so even his father's ideals or whatever, just there as like an ideal rather than a reality the, of the work that went through. And I think that the payoffs for all the things that the film set up are great. I, like um, like I said, like I I kind of see where you're coming from. Kind of like I'm trying to see where you're coming from, but <laughs> same time it's like I don't like. Because it is so charismatic, his performance, in my view, like, it carries me through any, like, uh, age of the cinema. Also, like, I think the the film, the year that it came out is very important, I think, that in a way, like, the film itself is an allegory of America mm-hmm. before World War Two. This is comparing yeah, democracy like, versus fa- fascism kind of thing. they went into the war? Yeah, two years, but the war already started when this movie came out yeah. in Europe. And I think it is also like a defense of how even the most ignorant amongst the the people are part of the government because you have to vote and you have to be well informed. That even the person that knew the senator in person didn't know the senator. 
mm. in person kind of thing and about facades and how the government is not really run by the voters or even the elected officials is the political machines that are in the background the capra comes back all the time to the theme of the big business versus the the little guy yeah and i think that um, like and also like if like considering as well that Jimmy Stewart is so encapsulating on that American ideal to the to the fact that he actually enlisted in the army as a Hollywood star and not only like not like Elvis as a propaganda tool, that he became a wing commander for the Air Force and actually flew missions that the government didn't want him to fly because like as in his position he's supposed to fly. That's Those bad missions. propaganda, though. If you kill a Hollywood star in the yeah, war. like no, they were more <laughs> afraid of him getting captured because if he got killed, is one thing. But if the German government have yeah. whatever, and then the German government goes, oh, if you leave uh, this we'll town alone, we give it to back, and the government <laughs> lets like Jimmy Stewart die, like America yeah. would have been up in arms or whatever. So it's like I think that. In a way, because it's so much what Jimmy Stewart was as well. Like uh, the the character, like it's that great piece of old Hollywood casting that you can see, like somebody in like the lot heard Jimmy Stewart. Like because Philadelphia Story came out before this, but like but he's not like the main character in Philadelphia Story. It's not that he Story. doesn't seem genuine. Like he he totally you you know like especially in that last scene as well. And like I saw something where they like they put something on his vocal cords yeah yeah like, so that obviously like you know he can't just you need to talk for a very long time before you get that level of like uh, horsiness so yeah. like their 1930s way of dealing with it was they put like mercury or something on or, oh, or something. they put something onto his vocal cords so that they did swell so that whenever he's talking he's literally like uh, like it's not acting it's like proper and like you really you see it in his eyes that he like the the the, the like sincerity of it but it's like it just felt that, like, blind sincerity and earnestness was his only character trait. You know what I mean? That he was just this, like, like avatar for, like, you know, like the American dream and everything. And, and it just, I, he didn't feel real in the way that she did in the other characters. But, so. like, I think that if it felt real for the fact that, like, he's willing to give up if she doesn't, like, he was going to give up until she tells him, no, you are a senator. Because for the whole time, he's like, I'll show you I'm a senator. And then when he really discovers what happened and he's uh, uh, told to sit down and they adjourn and he's going to get kicked out of the Senate after the the situation and just before the filibuster, that he's about to give up. That it's like not even idealism alone or like that strength of character can do it. It's that you need the two things. You need the, the strength to be able to call... Like, say uh, that somebody did something wrong to its face. Like, tell evil to its face, basically. But at the same time, how uh, he really needs the, the need person the, in the known. The person the that is slightly yeah. cynical as well. That you need the both people kicking for the same team, let's say. And the problem is that all the other senators are just representing the government. Now, I also love that scene uh, between him and Jean Arthur at the Lincoln Memorial when the, she convinces him to go back yeah. to, to get coached. And it's when you realize also that he's kind of playing a character, like not the guy that goes off for the first five hours when he gets to Washington, but afterwards the, he's kind of trying to live up to his father's name as well. Yeah. And like because like you said, uh, the 
his only thing that he can uh, put forward of himself that has any worth is his enthusiasm and his idealism that he's been trying to coast on it for the short time until the elections or whatever because it's kind of alluded to that it's a very short-term appointment mm, yeah well your your man died kind of near the end of his of the term kind of thing so i think that like in a way maybe watching it the because i've seen it many times i can't remember the my initial reaction to his character and i was yeah, way I younger than it that. is now i wanted to ask you actually when you did first watch this i watched it when i was like 12 or 13 uh. like it was like very young watching it. it was like it was in ireland already on like uh one of those like summer kind of the like when you're in school the in the summer you don't do fuck all you like i used to go, just go to a shopping center and look at uh, all the same shops every day with my friends and then play football and then video games and Jesus. that was it so like you know oh, childhood you, yeah like that you didn't and one day this was on and i just watched it and like uh, you were never the same well, like, it's the kind of movie that, like, for me, it was like, oh, I really enjoyed it and didn't think about it for a few years. And then when it started back in college, when it started in college and it got into Frank Capra again, I was like, oh, fuck, like, uh, I watched it again. And I was like, maybe because I was 18 as well, when I watched it, I had the, like, fucking idealistic streak to me as yeah, well, like, yeah. before many things happened. <laughs> Um, before we became old and better and too cynical to appreciate this movie i was gonna ask you about like uh what do you think of like the as an influence in cinema do you think it, like as i do that it has a large influence in other movies or uh do you think it's something just of its time besides aaron sorkin because aaron no, sorkin I is think, clearly i uh, think like what you fan. said is that like it does it, i don't think it ages badly like i think particularly in its portrayal of, of like the senate and like even in things as like simple as like law and order and stuff and like how courtrooms <laughs> another are... christopher malai hey! <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what i yeah like i'm pretty sure you said that the last episode um but uh like in the whenever we were talking about Judgment at Nuremberg and how you can really see the influence of that movie on other movies and like the whole way like down even down to things like Law and Order, but um, um, like I try to think of like they're the main things that really like came into my head as I was watching it because like so much of this does take place in the actual Senate itself. Outside of that, um, I don't feel it as much as I did whenever I watched It Happened One Night, but. I don't know if that was because I was so distracted. I, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like the political uh, like side of it, and then kind of like the 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 back talks, like the black corridors of the Senate, and like in things like uh, in like House of Cards and stuff, and like oh, how everything is happening outside of the actual room itself. How like and like the the kind of like the, the side meetings and everything and stuff, and and like that, like you know, it's like it's quite a brave portrayal of it, like definitely and sort of like the, the the like gross mechanics of it and, and like how it's just it's just so sad and unpleasant and it's just this, these groups of like you know men with too much power but ultimately you know desperation like at one point one of the kids says something about him <laughs> or uh jerry stewart's like oh so i just sit here and be quiet and he's like that's how you get reelected." <laughs> <laughs> i was like that right there and like one two sentence thing is like politics in a complete yeah. nutshell and like you know particularly the senate as well like just because like obviously like a lot of this is very applicable to congress but it's a slightly different 
like there's microcosm microcosm than... there's less of them and it's it's a, it's even more like um uh clicky almost not clicky clicky's not the right word but it, it kind of like in the way that it, like because it's so much smaller they're all much more like they run into each other a lot more they're they're all much more like afraid of of like the you know like their alliances hang much more heavily on them and stuff and you know you, you get like I like the portrayal of that. I can see the influence of that and like other things, I think. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't feel, it didn't like click into place in my head in the way that it happened one night did, where I was just like, oh my God, like everything that happened. I was like, this is every romantic comedy I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, like I think that even like something like The Verdict with Paul Newman and like, well, oh, yeah. and uh, like every single fucking uh, um grandstanding standing, ending yeah. kind of fucking even, yeah, speech or... even in something like I, I did think of um um to kill a mockingbird um but probably that wasn't a good thing to have in my head either because Atticus Finch is obviously something entirely different but um and what do you think of uh, of the decision to not name the state or the parties um I thought it was interesting I noticed the state thing first because I was like did I just not did I just not hear that? And then I actually looked it up and it was like, no, it's a non-named state. Um, I think it, it, it's it's good because because both, well, I suppose all three portrayals, as in the portrayal of him and the portrayal of the two parties, are it's all heightened. So giving it a kind of a broad, it, it's less pointed, but almost more useful in a way, if you know what I mean. In the way, like, he's just, the, he's, it's the Midwest or whatever. Yeah, and it kind of it was good because I stopped thinking about it. Like whenever I, whenever they're like in the Senate, and I was just like, "Wait a minute, what?" You know what I mean? And then it's like after a while you stop because it's almost it's like it's not an indictment of Republicans or Democrats. It's a it's the system. Yeah. And the thing is, is that like as however idealistic as we can be about like certain Democratic and particularly like Democrat senators, you know what I mean? And like you know. People like Elizabeth Warren, you know, and you can be like, what, like, like putting them up on these big pedestals and stuff. But like at the end of the day, these are the people that they operate within the exact same system. And in order, in order to stay senators, you have to do a certain amount of that. And it's the same thing that you could throw at someone like Obama, where people were like horrified that he didn't go in and like just be this beautiful, idealistic, like, you know, I'm going to change everything with like love and intelligence. It was like, no, you work within the system and like it's like a, what the the saying goes that anybody that wants to be a politician shouldn't be a politician because if you want to be a politician you already accepted the system hmm. that's really depressing but... but then it's the the case that if you're don't want to be a politician you never become a politician or if you do become a politician by the moment that you go okay i'm a politician you're a politician then well it's the same thing though of like you know people who in order to be president you need to like be a, <laughs> you need to have a certain, uh, you know, certain characteristics. Or have the adjustment bureau to support you. Well, obviously, I mean, because that that was his path, Ricardo. And I'm sorry, but I would totally support Matt Damon for president. Oh no, not anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> I love that tweet that is like, oh, I feel more nervous than uh, Matt Damon's PR department every time that he speaks. <laughs> God, shut up. Um, <laughs> you're too young to be talking like this. Um, anyways. Um, also, like, I just wanted to to, to point uh, to the cinematography of this movie. I think that it is um, 
uh, truly wonderfully shot movie. Yeah. Even like uh, how they captured the height of the Senate. Yeah, because like, it's a set, it's, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the real Senate. Like, but like the 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 four by three cinematography is absolutely fantastic. Even the the use of location every so often mm. and. Um, like, you know that it shot most of it in L.A., but even the way the, like, back projection almost works for the, the almost ethereal quality of how... They don't, they don't Washington. draw attention to the back projection as well, I think. Because, yeah. like, most of the time, like, cause it's whenever, like, he's in the car with her and, like, it's a very small window. Yeah. And he's, like, going, oh, my God, is that... What's that monument? And she's, she's like, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was daylight. Um, But you don't see it. It's, it's just... He's just kind of like, oh, you know, and she's just kind of, like, sitting there being brilliant i was also gonna ask you before uh, we get to favorite and least favorite things um which i'm dreading um that um what do you think of the decision of like the claude rain's like decision to almost to, to first of all try to kill himself and then when that option goes out the window because he stopped to out himself as like being the corrupt politician that Jimmy Stewart has said he is and like the the entirety of that character really like his arc because we've spoken about Gene Arthur's character but I think that Senator Payne is also because he does what I love about this movie in in that sense is that he doesn't do anything that is too outwardly like that if you fucking heard about like a politician doing that nowadays it's like a hydroelectric plant. It's just in a place that is like... Oh, God, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, his original crime is just like... Like... Yeah. It's like going to something like House of Cards. That That's like just... That's literally like the base level of day-to-day goings yeah. on. That like someone will then use against someone in the way of like, oh, well, we won't give you that plant kind of thing. But the actual like... The... the you know wanting it for your state or whatever. Like that is like... Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like... You know, doing a few sort of like yeah things to get it. You know, like this. This is this is where we are. But um, I I think as well is that like obviously I I don't think it would have worked in this movie if it had been like something super evil. You know yeah. what I mean? Although I mean like his dad was murdered. And that's a bit. Yeah, but his dad was murdered for a union dispute. Yeah, not... that is kind of dark though. Like in the context of this movie. But um, yeah, like I, I really like his performance and like I was saying earlier about that, you really, really get the, like by the time he does that, he is just, he is a desperate man. You know what I mean? And not just that he thinks that like the game is up or whatever, that like it's, you feel that like, it's like the, the, the more, um, it's like the, it's the less cowardly way out of this, like this where he's just he's he's done. He's ready to be. Yeah, done. the every little to... step, further step that he takes in the yeah, trying it's... to assassinate Jimmy Stewart's character, it's just uh, killing himself. Yeah, it's another dagger to yeah. into his own heart almost. Because you you see it like I really like um uh like their relationship, um like all of the stupid thing with his fucking daughter oh that was another thing that really annoyed me i was like why is she in this because as soon as she turned up i was like no he's gonna get with gene arthur but it was like oh god and she was just like in like he's there with the hat and he's like keeps dropping the hat and i was like oh god just get out of the room oh my god and like that keeps putting the lamp i was like i would hit you with that lamp i would not be there going oh he's so charming i would just i would have hit him with the lamp i would have been like get out of my house like can you not leave a building um 
his actual like the the small scenes that he has where um and he has some like really like sort of like like lovely little lines as well with him where he's just sort of like very kindly explaining the system to him like and, and he is sort of like you can see how he's not like um what do you call him where he's just like you know like he, you know, just was always kind of a bit like um he was always a bit like um, corrupt or whatever. You yeah. can kind of see that he's a man that did not start out this way. Yeah, and the, it's like the the was the 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 line that I said that is like the the um, like a losing fight. It goes like the a fight a hopeless fight is the the ones worth fighting for or something. Yeah. That like and those were the only ones that you used to take on. Yeah. yeah. Was, um, Who says that to him? Like the his father said to Jimmy Stewart, and Jimmy Stewart uh, says like yeah. throws him at his face at the end of the movie that it's like you used to say like you should know better than most because you used to fight these fights and know mm. that like they were, like even if it's one person that has been affected is always like worth fighting for. You can f- see that as Jimmy Stewart becomes more and more like. Um, not irate but like you know just like so passionate towards the very very end where he's literally about to faint and he's just like ah like screaming and uh you can see how at that moment uh where he's making more sense than he has yeah. at any other part of the movie uh and really using the words uh, for a real purpose rather than just sort of like parroting them or whatever that you can see that he would have seen your his father in him you know I, what I mean like that yeah. in that moment it would have been his most like his father and so that probably would have affected um, him as well like Payne's character and that you know that like sort of getting to that age and that point in your career where you look back and there's more that you're not proud of than proud yeah. of and, and like in the end that this is the only action that was left to him to like end it and to, to bring back some sense of I don't know honor or you know like going back to those ideals that he he would have started with like the same the from the forefathers and everything like um so yeah like it's he's a sad character and uh, I have a very quick question to to uh, ask before we move on uh, since you mentioned so much of Jimmy Stewart's character and considering that Hollywood likes to remake everything nowadays. If they made a modern day remake of Mr. Smith goes to Washington, who would you cast as Jefferson Smith? Besides Mel Gibson. Oh my god. Jake Gyllenhaal. Mine would be Paul Rudd. Oh. Interesting. The man who doesn't age. Well, like he could play the 19 <laughs> <laughs> he could um or timothy chamolet and play like oh, such a beautiful oh, he's just so cute um okay so we should better move on to favorite things yeah 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 um so what's your favorite thing in this movie Teen <laughs> okay. That's fair enough. Like even if you uh, love the yeah, movie, yeah, like yeah. that like, is she, a very she is, amazing. And she's just such a big part of this movie. And uh that we didn't even touch a relationship with the drunk uh, oh, I love writer. Her. She's just like, oh, you know. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to look because she said something to him about him being a good egg, and I was like, oh my god, that's the most Ricardo thing ever. Um, she says you're a wonderful egg <laughs> I was like oh my god oh my god I just remembered actually speaking of incredibly Ricardo um, uh, phrases we finally got to a movie last week uh, where the word porked was used oh, extensively yeah. and then she's just like what's wrong with you stop saying porked 
I was like, I'm with you, Belle Polly. Anyways. Um, I used to say uh, ironically, and uh, I don't use it as much nowadays. <laughs> it's true, because you've been giving it to so much, not, not least on this podcast. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, their their relationship was just is fantastic. And he it, it reminded me a lot of, um, of, um, oh, God. Oh, Jesus, what was the name of that movie that we did? That's very specific, Orla. Oh, Remember that movie that we did? I've literally forgotten the name of it. Um, you know where he? It's it's like the trope, I, 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 uh, where he goes to Washington and he's like um a, like the bumpkin who becomes a celebrity and your one discovers him and oh fuck yeah, um, face in the crowd, face in the crowd. Yeah, it reminded me. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, oh, um, like <laughs> that was your pick. <laughs> I know. Like lit- I was like, what's the actor? No, literally, it was all out of my head. All I could remember was like you know the pills, but um. <laughs> I'm tired. It reminded me of um her relationship with the reporter in that. Okay. And like, you know, that where it's it's like it's it's all like theirs obviously it was a bit more of a of a kind of like a romance. Who was the reporter in that movie? It was one, like, What's a great his name? Actor. Um the scene where they get drunk um and like she's finally just like fuck it i'll just marry you kind of thing like it's such a sweet little kind of where he kind of knows that it's ever walter Matthau. there we go um she kind of knows that like it's not gonna happen but it's just it's this real cute little like you can see the history of their relationship and their friendship and you know everything so um yeah she's just brilliant what's uh and i love as well that he's like oh i'd clean up for you and then <laughs> she's like we're not gonna get married just like what's the point to stop drinking that <laughs> Um, what was your favorite thing? Uh, I, I think it's like the how dark the movie is willing to go in the in their show of the American ideal or the American dream or the the system that they operate in. Let's say the mm-hmm. like basically saying that everything is fucking corrupted and you might as well just burn it down to the ground and start it from scratch, but in a patriotic way. At the same time, somehow, yeah. <laughs> and I think that it's um. Like something that especially then would have taken a lot of courage to make and uh, no, it definitely is a courageous movie. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be the the obvious decision to make as well because you could have said like the same way they said of a a good egg, it could have been like the 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 fucking what's his face, Uh, the Ricky Baker, (laughs) that it was just like one bad egg, you know, like in the in the Senate. But he's a real bad egg. (laughs) But it's kind of like alluded to the like uh, this is common practice yeah, among the, all of them, yeah. So yeah, which I think like helps a lot way that that they don't differentiate between like the parties or whatever. And I love even that when the, they are arguing with the president of the Senate to like stop Jimmy Stewart and like the two uh, like major the majority and minority leader go like for the first time ever I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some brilliant lines in this. And what's your least favorite thing? Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> it's gotta be like blasphemous. I know, I know. I never thought I'd say that, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm a. But I know, but cause I, I love it's a wonderful life. <sighs> I don't know. I, yeah, it just. Whatever happened to you, Orla? I don't what know. What did they do to you as a child? <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm just broken. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no saving me now. This is that slow slide into. 
Well, the end is near. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ricardo, what was your least favorite thing? Well, possibly the the whole plot about the newspapers not printing shit in Montana, like in the yeah, cars trying the to fuck? kill the. Oh like, my god, yeah. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> but they rob all the papers what? and shit. He was like, they're literally. Because that, that when they actually, like, they, like, run them off the yeah. road. And it just cuts. And you're like, did they kill them? Or. And it's hilarious as well because it's like a bunch of 11 year olds driving this, like, fucking <laughs> convertible <laughs> sedan or whatever. Like, it's it's the most <laughs> surreal moment in the movie. There's so, a few surreal moments moments in it though it, it's just like the scene where he goes around punching everybody like it's just so strange <laughs> when he finds the reporter the, the man goes to the bar to to hide from him is like oh that new center is just going around punching people <laughs> and they turn around they're like hi nice to meet you <laughs> it's so strange like uh i do think as well that the uh in a modern remake that we we're talking about is that like the the fucking argument against Jimmy Stewart wouldn't be getting money out of the kids. Like, that's where, unfortunately, where the world is at the moment. Yeah. That, like, it would be a different accusation that would have been leveled on his character. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad that the movie was made in the 30s, but at the same time... It is, it's kind, been... of, it is kind of cute, really, when you yeah. think about... You know, it's like, it's, it's all... You know, even the fact that, like, he already owned the land. You know what I mean? It's like, they're... You know. Yeah, and again when they're fucking studying the handwriting, I was like Zodiac. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just loved it though. Like that, that's such a hilarious montage. So it just keeps coming back to Jeremy Stewart being like, "What? What?" And it's like, in my professional opinion, it's like so ridiculous. <laughs> and to be like, also just going back to my Jake Gyllenhaal answer, it's because of Zodiac that he can do the earnest. Yeah. Kinda, um, like a hundred, a hundred percent, and playing like even just younger than he he is as well. I think, but um. Um, a little bit, of, a little bit of Jake Gyllenhaal. Although I watched Okja and not entirely sure what he was doing. In that <laughs> um, <laughs> that that's a really, really strange film, though. Um, yeah, really. Wanna... From the director of Snowpiercer, I think. Yeah, yeah, some guy. Um, uh, yeah, preferred Snowpiercer, I gotta say. Um, but yeah. Uh, any any further? Um, I'm really sorry. Um, like. Apologize to yourself. You're the person missing out. <laughs> I I I really did try and not hard enough. Cardo <laughs> broke his phone, uh, <laughs> which he's not gonna forget, and he'll be walking out the door, and I'll have to go in and get it for him. But I'm just doing a protest, okay? Okay. Um. Yeah. So that was Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Orla has no heart, nor indeed a soul. Ricardo, uh, where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook, the recommendation game, on Twitter at the rec game, on Gmail, the recommendation game at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud. And if you want to support Irish Radio like this, please donate to the Patreon of Dublin Digital Radio. I just gave him the Italian. Dish. So, Orla. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> such a good line. So, Orla, what's uh, next week's book? Uh, next are you, week's movie is. What sentimental movie are you picking for me? <laughs> Experimenter from 2015. Oh, Jesus. Oh, so, it has to be modern to be good. Okay, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm clutching a straws, but I'll do anything <laughs> to defend this movie. God damn it. Really through you. Well, hey, like if I was expecting it, I'd be like more fucking on the ball. Like I was just shocked, 
shocked and disappointed, I must say. Mm. Cool. Just well. like my maths teacher when I failed my algebra test in fifth year. Right. Oh. <laughs> the expectation was there, but not the follow through. Um, yeah, so uh, I was Order McGuinness. <laughs> was a uh, Ricardo <laughs> See you next week. Maybe.